afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are all here with me today. It's just me and you on the show today. No guests. This is one of those me-only shows um, to give you just a little bit of insight, a little bit of support, um, hopefully a little bit of guidance. So if you're listening live on the Facebook live stream, make sure to check in, let me know you're listening, ask questions, post comments. I'm here to be with you today. No guest. All right. So uh, let's kick things off and get started with the section from my book, uh, Everyday Awakening, and uh, it'll get us started for uh, today's show. So today's section is called, When We Admit Being Lost, We May Find We Are Not Alone. I don't know what to do. These are six very difficult words for most of us to say. It doesn't feel safe to admit being uncertain. It is vulnerable and scary to be in that place. It seems as if we're expected to know what to do, that people depend on us knowing what to do. We can feel like we have let everyone down when we don't know what to do. Yet when we admit it, it can bring us to a new place, a place of authenticity, a place of courage, a place of peace. Because when we admit not knowing, we find out something surprising. We're not alone. We're not the only one. There are lots of other people who don't know what to do, what to say, or where to go. And from that place of vulnerability, we find connection. We find comfort. We find that we're not alone. When we open up and freely express that we're in an unfamiliar place in our lives, that we're lost and scared, the very thing we need in that moment shows up. Other people. People who want to be there for us not to do anything for us, not to fix it or make it feel better, just to be present with us, hold our hand, let us know that they feel the same way. And with this connection comes relief because now we know that we're not alone. In fact, there are lots of other people out there who feel the same way and they appreciate our openness, our rawness, our ability to express that we don't know what to do. They can empathize and relate. We all feel that way sometimes. We all find ourselves in unfamiliar situations without a compass or a map stuck in a place that we don't know how to get out of. And when we admit it, the magic happens. People show up and say, me too. And then somehow through some unknown force, we feel better. 
probably from just knowing that there is someone else there who feels as lost as we do. By them just being there, we no longer feel quite as lost. Maybe, just maybe, we can find our way out together. So where in your life would it serve you to say, I don't know? This is something that had had come to me a, a while ago, and it really helped me a lot when I realized how much we we think we need to be there for everyone. We think we need to. Uh, be perfect. We think we need to have all the answers. We think we need to be strong all the time, especially men. And I remember I was in ceremony and there was something going on in my life at the time. And I really, I just, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I didn't know you know, what decision to make. I didn't know which way to turn. And when I shared that with somebody at the time, they were like, I know exactly how you feel. They they were like, I've felt the same way many times. And it, it, it was like a sense of relief washed over me that like I didn't have to have it all figured out. And, and it was so surprising. It was like just being able to admit, like, I don't know what the F is going on. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm lost. And, and, and I, I really, I, I, I just don't know. And all of a sudden having other people step up and say, yeah, me neither, or yeah, I've felt the same way. It's all of a sudden, you know, this this feeling of like having the world on your shoulders, this burden, um, it, it, it just kind of dropped a little bit, maybe not completely, but it was just this sense of relief. And it was like, oh my God. First, there was the sense of relief of of just being able to admit it. Like, just being able to admit we don't have all the answers, like, that feels good itself. But then, to admit it and have other people admit it and reflect it back, oh, like, that really helped to, like, oh, my God, I'm not the only one. Other people are feeling the same way and, you know, I don't have to carry this burden alone anymore. I can be honest and open and authentic and say, I really don't know what to do now. And and the curious thing is, once I did that, it so, so helped me to, to then 
with feeling like I had the support, like knowing that there are other people that it, it, it helped me to like find my way. It helped me to like, once I didn't feel so alone and I felt the sense of relief, as like, oh, suddenly possibilities showed up. Suddenly I was like, well, maybe I could do this. Or maybe I need to talk to that person. Or maybe, you know, there is a way through this. And then suddenly I didn't feel so lost anymore. I didn't feel like I didn't know what I could possibly do. And, you know, this, this, I wrote this several years ago. And, and, and I remember the feeling of what it was like. But to be honest, I can't remember what I was feeling lost about. That, that I remember like that feeling of like, oh my God, and then admitting it and then feeling the relief. But I don't even remember what it was in my life at the time that I was feeling so lost about. And so it, it was just such a fascinating thing to observe within myself that something at the time, which seemed so important and, and so, uh, you know, weighed so heavily on me. And I finally said, I don't know what to do. I felt a little lighter and then other people related to me and I felt like I wasn't alone and, and, and I had support around me, you know, not anybody trying to tell me what to do, not them trying to fix me or, or show me the way out. They were just there being present with me, just witnessing me. And I was like, oh, it felt so good. It felt like such a relief. And then just having that sense of relief helped me to really know what to do in the coming days and weeks. And, you know, that's the thing. It, it, it's so funny. It, it's, it's such a paradox that when we put so much pressure on ourselves to know what to do, to make the right decisions, to show up a certain way, to be a certain way, that we put so much pressure on ourselves, it actually makes it harder to tune into what is the right way to go. But when we take that pressure off, when we, when we just admit that in the moment we don't know where we're going, we don't know what we're doing, it takes the pressure off and then suddenly when that pressure is off of us, we can really uh, find our way. Because that pressure causes stress and that stress causes us to sort of shut down the more creative sides of us, to shut down those, those, the, the very pieces of us that we need to figure out the way through. And so when we open up that release valve, when we open up to that part by just being honest and authentic, and we can open up to that side of ourselves where the inspiration comes from, where the intuition comes from, and, and we can 
you know, open up to it and really find our way through. It, it so helps us. And, it, and it's such a paradox. It's like we're holding on to something so tight or we're trying to find something so hard. And because we're trying so hard, we can't find it. And when we stop and we let go and we admit that, I, I don't know which way to go, suddenly the way presents itself to us. And suddenly we're not so lost. In fact, we were never really as lost as we thought we were. It was maybe a moment of doubt, a moment of uncertainty. And the truth is we all have those moments. And so when we have those moments, the best thing we can do is admit it. Admit it to those closest to it. I mean, admit it to those people who you know will support you, who, who, who won't criticize you for it. Because look, when we're being authentic like that, we're being vulnerable. Are there people out there who will like make us wrong for it and give us a hard time? Absolutely. So those are not the people we want to share that with. But even if there's just one person we know, one friend, even if it's a therapist, so what? We can share with that just one person how uncertain, how, how lost we feel. The, the sense of relief that comes from that and then the connection, ah, like that's all we really need. That's all we really, really need. So that, that's my little section from the book today. Uh, it is entitled, uh, When We Admit to Being Lost, We May Find That We Are Not Alone. And that comes from my book, of course, Everyday Awakening, which you can get at everydayawakeningbook.com. All right, so uh, we're going to go to break. Um, I do see my loyal listeners. Oh, it's so good to see you guys there. Uh, Sanaya, Patty, William, uh, thank you for tuning in today. And today we're talking all about relationships. And I'm going to give you your how to be, how to find your independence from heartbreak, right? I mean, relationships are tough. And, and, and relationships often lead to heartbreak. And I'm going to give you the three keys, the three keys to being in a relationship and not experiencing heartbreak. Because none of us really want to. Now, look, are you never going to experience heartbreak? Of course not. I, I can't promise you that. But I'm going to give you three things that are really going to help for you to feel more solid in yourself. Okay, so thank you all for tuning in. Let me know what kind of questions you have around relationships. I'll get to all of them. Just post it in the comment section on the Facebook Live video. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on talkradio.nyc and all over Facebook, on our Facebook Live video on Inspired Thoughts, talking uh, Talk Radio NYC, um, the Conscious Consultant. You, you should find it everywhere. And we will be right back after these messages. 
Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. If you're just joining us, um, this is one of those shows where it's just me and you, uh, no guests today. And our topic today is all about heartbreak and relationships. And so I'm going to talk about, and, and some of this I may have touched upon before, but I really want to touch upon all of this in a way that I hope will really help you to see the big picture, to see what I'm really proposing in terms of how to show up, be in a relationship, and, and what it really takes to have a relationship that's truly supportive and works for you and avoid the heartbreak. Now, as I mentioned before, can you avoid heartbreak 100%? Probably not, but we can definitely do a lot better. All right. <clears throat> so there are three keys. First key, most important, the foundation of everything in a relationship begins with presence. What do I mean by that? Presence is really being in the moment, feeling into what's going on with yourself and what's going on with the other person. True presence is not that easy. True presence can be elusive. Really being present 
can be almost like trying to grab water from a stream and it flows through the fingers because it almost can feel like the more we effort it, oh, I got to be really present. That effort actually takes us out of presence. Because why is being, why is being present so, so challenging with us in this world? First and foremost, because we all have trauma, challenges, hard times we've been through, stories we've made up. And so the, these all kind of come together and form sort of these unconscious programs that run around inside our head. And we immediately start to make meaning from something, whatever is going on right in front of us. And so what happens is that story, that meaning that we're making from what's going on, it actually takes us out of the present moment. And and we start running these programs. Oh, what do they mean by that? Oh, what are they trying to do? Wait, are they saying they're going to leave me? Is this going to happen? Is that going to happen? What's wrong with this? And and all of a sudden, there's like the the monkey mind kicks in and, and we're going crazy thinking about all this stuff that actually has maybe nothing to do with what's going on in the present moment. I used to teach a spoon bending workshop. Haven't done it in a long time. I really would love to do it, except now I don't have an office anymore. So uh, I'm not going to be teaching it anytime soon, but in, in the spoon bending workshop, uh, uh, th- th- there's a little part where I talk about uh, a friend of mine who was in a car accident and it wasn't a big deal, like skidded on some ice, a little fender bender, no big deal. And she talked about how she was starting to freak out. And then she was like, wait a minute, I teach people all about pre- presence and stuff. In this present moment, is there actually anything wrong? She was like, no, actually there's not. You know, the car's a little bent up. I'm okay. Nobody else got hurt. It's actually not not that bad. I mean, okay, I got to call a tow truck or, you know, we got to get the car fixed. It's going to cost me some money. But in this exact present moment, actually everything is okay. And how easy it is, like in that kind of situation, we take ourselves out of presence. We make a story. Oh my God, I can't believe this happened. I'm going to be late. Oh, this is going to happen. That kind of, oh, what am I going to tell this person, that person? Right? We, we say all these things. The thing is, it's like that all the time, even when we're not in a car accident. And so these things run around inside of us that pull our attention away. And then we're not really paying attention to what's going on in front of us right here, right now. And to truly be in relationship with another person, we have to be present to them. We have to feel them. What's going on with them? And maybe they're not saying what's going on with them. Maybe it's we're just being with them and we can feel their body language. We see their body language. 
or we can just feel like something's not sitting right, something's wrong. And when we're really present like that, we can pick up on these things and we could say, hey, is something bothering you? Are you okay? Is there something going on? You have some concerns? And they'll, sometimes they'll be like, oh, wow, how did you know? So often when it comes to relationships, we're so present to what's going on with us. And we're so caught up in it and we're so like swimming in it that we're not being present to what's going on with them. And it's that level of presence that I'm talking about. Because presence first comes from being aware of what's going on with us. Because when we've done enough of the inner work, when we've really worked on ourselves and know ourselves so well and are honest enough with ourselves about how we're feeling in the moment, about whether something is bothering us or not, about whether we have a concern or not, and, and look, they can be very legitimate concerns. Maybe we just got a, a diagnosis from a doctor that gets us very concerned or worried, or maybe something happened at our job or in our business and, and, and we're feeling a little scared or worried. If we're not really present to that, when we're sharing space with someone else, with a partner, that concern, that worry, that tension is taking us out of presence. We're not really being with that person. When we're not really being with that other person. We're not really seeing them for who they are. And sometimes that lack of presence causes us to not see what's so evident right in front of us. Like, have you ever had a friend who they were going out with someone and you could see so clearly, like this other person is totally not right for them, not good for them. It's not really treating them well and they don't really see it themselves. Why do we see it and they can't see it? They're not seeing it because they're not really being present to what's in front of them. So if we're not being present to what's in front of us, and the person is just saying the right things, acting the right way, but there's a little something off. In the back of our minds, we kind of know, like, oh, there, there's something not right about this person. But we're not really being present to it. We're not calm and centered and, and letting all the stuff that, that takes us out of presence go and not really just being with that person in front of us. And so when that happens, we miss everything. It's almost like we have blinders on and everybody else can see what this other person is doing and we are clueless. 
presence is so, so, so important. Not just in relationships, but in like everything in life. I mean, it is like the key to so many things. But especially, especially when it comes to relationships. Because presence will let us know whether this relationship is right for us or not. Because when we're really present and we see the other person, then we feel good and we feel like, oh, like I'm so grateful to be with this person and they really get me and I really get them. Right? That presence gives us a little bit more certainty, like this is the right relationship for us. So presence is key number one. All right. It's time for us to take the next break. Um, Over the break, if you're listening live, think about what questions do you have around presence and relationship? And and post it on the Facebook Live. Let me know. And and I'll check it during the commercial break. Um, But think about that. Are you being present in your relationships? And again, this doesn't have to be an intimate relationship. This doesn't have to be, it could be a business partnership. It could be a familial relationship. It could be you with your parents or with a sibling or with your children or with a cousin or whoever. Coworker, supervisor, manager, employee, doesn't matter. Are you really being present with them in the relationship, whatever that relationship is? So think about that. And when we come back, uh, I'll give you key number two to avoiding heartbreak in your relationship. So everyone, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back after these messages. Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day.
welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. Uh, today we're talking all about the three keys to avoiding heartbreak in relationship. Uh, I, I see, uh, uh, I mentioned about this spoon bending workshop I did a long time ago. Sanaya posts, yeah, in 23, we can do a spoon bending work session in the park. Absolutely, Sanaya would love to. Uh, oh, and she has a question for us. All right. Uh, what do you do if you have presence? but you intentionally ignore signs be, because you have the spirit of fixing people to change outcome. How do you then acknowledge presence? Okay. So this beautiful, thank you, Sanaya, you're reading my mind kind of brings me actually to point two, which is all about our relationship with ourselves. So whenever there's a relationship with another person, there are actually sort of three entities involved. There's ourselves, there's the other person, and there's the entity of the relationship itself. Now, the thing is, for us to show up and, and to have real presence, a lot of it is about the relationship with ourselves, right? And so when you... Being, if, if you're ignoring, if you're intentionally ignoring things that are like red flags and things like, be careful, you know, that, that this looks like it could be a road, a landmine, you're actually not being present. Like if you're ignoring those signs, you're not truly being present. And the reason you're not truly being present is because of the relationship we have with ourselves. Because when our relationship with ourselves is not right, it's the foundation for our relationship with other people. And so we need to get that relationship right first. And so the presence will kind of show us in a way where our relationship is not right with ourselves. Because oftentimes the things that are going on in a relationship that, that cause us challenges and difficulties and, 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 and pain, it's actually not about the other person. It's actually all about ourselves. You know, we may enable another person to not treat us well. You know, we accept that they're, you know, the way they are. We may allow them to treat us poorly but ultimately, we're the ones allowing it. We don't have to put up with it. There is always a choice. We may feel like, you know, there's not enough. We don't have anywhere to go or we'd rather be with somebody than nobody. But you see, that comes down to our relationship with ourselves. When we value ourselves enough, we won't put up with that nonsense. When our relationship with ourself is right, and when it, what do I mean by right? We, we've worked on ourselves enough to undo the past trauma that damaged our self-worth, self-esteem, self-image. That when we've gotten to that point where we can receive the good stuff and say, you know what, I deserve this. You know what? It doesn't even matter whether I deserve it or not. I want it. The universe loves me. And so it's okay for me to have this. 
But when we get to that point, we, we you know, I mean, look, it, it's a process we can always do better. But when we get to that point where we can receive and receive willingly and openly the stuff that we really want, and it's not really about what we need, it's about what we want. I mean, first and foremost, we have to have what we need. But, but that's like surviving. I'm talking about thriving. And thriving is about allowing into our life what it is that we truly want. But we can't do that unless we get the relationship right with ourselves. And getting the relationship right with ourselves allows us to not want to fix anybody, not want to have a project, not, you know, trying to change anybody else. It's about knowing we're perfect just the way we are. Doesn't mean we don't have room to grow. Doesn't mean we don't have things to learn. Doesn't mean like we, we, we can't like, you know, go off to do other things and, 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 and work on ourselves and stuff. But it means that we're okay and that we see that we're a work in progress and everyone's a work in progress and that life itself even though it may not seem like it, it's actually perfect exactly the way it is. And you know what that means? That means that everybody else is perfect exactly the way they are. Now that can be a tough one to deal with if you see somebody being a real a-hole, when you see somebody being mean and nasty and, and, and not like being kind. But you know what? We don't live in their skin. We haven't walked a mile in their shoes. But if we're present to what they're doing, we can make the choice not to be with them. You see, when we're really present to what's going on and we value ourselves enough, we want something that's going to feed us, that's uplifting us, that supports us, that, that, that gives us what we really want from life. But if we don't, value ourselves, we're going to settle for less than. We're going to settle for the crumbs. We're, we're going to settle for people treating us in, in, in a disrespectful, unkind, manipulative way. But you see, if we say, you know what? I love myself too much to put myself through that. I don't need to fix anybody. They're perfect the way they are. I just don't need to be around them. You know? And who are we to say we know best for somebody else what they need? We actually don't. We have no clue. Now, we may see them as like a train wreck waiting to happen. And we may be able to see so clearly because we're not them. And we're not as in the middle of their life. We may have a different perspective and be able to be a little uh, objective around it and see like, oh my God, this is awful. You got to stop this. And they may not see it at all. But the thing is, we can't do it for someone else because then we take away their agency. We take away their sense of self. We all need to learn things for ourselves. I mean, yes, you know, they, there's the old expression that there are two ways to learn things. One is by grace and one is by karma, right? Grace is learning things through somebody else's experience. 
Karma is learning things through our own experience. But the truth is, unless we're ready, we can't really learn things by just someone else telling us. It won't mean as much to us. You know, until we burn our own hand on the stove, we won't understand what it means that, like, to, to put your hand on something too hot for us. It's that visceral experience that really helps us to get it and to know it and, and, and to get it at the very core of our being. So when we get the relationship right with ourselves, it's the foundation for then the relationship with everything else. Now you may say, Sam, like, how do I know if my relationship is right with myself? Well, <laughs> they say that everything in our life, our relationship to everything in our life comes from our relationship to the two primary people in our life, our mother figure and our father figure. Notice I did not say our mother and our father. Mother figure and father figure. There's two different energies. Now, the relationship to the mother figure in our life, that relationship actually defines our relationship to relationships. Relationships to other people, community, friends, family, and ourselves. So if we're not okay with our relationship with our mother figure in our life, we've got some work to do on relationships. So first and foremost, get that relationship right. And it's not about having to say anything to that person. That person may not even be living anymore. It's about how we feel about this person inside of ourselves. And I so clearly remember the moment that I got my relationship right with my mom. I was here. She was in Israel at the time. She was still alive. But I remember that moment that I finally got to see her as a woman, as a woman having her own experience in life and not as a mother. And the moment I was able to see that, it, it, it like everything shifted and changed for me. So take a look. When you just think about your mom or your mother figure in your life, how do you feel? How does it make you feel inside? If there's any kind of knot, if there's any kind of tension, any kind of density there, there's some work to do. You know, maybe it's worth going to see a therapist about. Maybe it's worth working with a coach or a, guide, a life guide or a shaman or somebody. But if you really want your relationships in your life to be the kinds of relationships that are supportive and uplifting and make you feel good, you've got to get that relationship with yourself right, which means getting that relationship with your parents right. And actually, although the father figure is more primarily about 
money and finance and business and career and all that stuff. Our parents, and not just our parents, our parents, our grandparents, our great-grandparents, our ancestors, they're all a part of us. And if there's some aspect of our parents or, or our ancestors that we're not okay with, we're not okay with ourselves. So that's some deep work. And I know it's not easy. And I know it takes time. But it is the most valuable investment of time we can make. So that's key number two to avoiding heartbreak in relationships. Getting the relationship with ourselves right. Okay. When we come back, it's one more key that I'll go over with you. So if you have any other questions, start thinking about your relationship with yourself. Sanaya, I hope that answered your question. But let me know um, if you still have any questions around that, but post it to the Facebook Live and I'll get to those questions when we come back. Right after this, you're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. And we will be right back after these messages. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. pet lovers pet avengers assemble on the professionals and animal lovers show we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong it mirrors that bond between pets and their owners through this program we come together to learn educate and advocate join us live every wednesday at 2 p.m at talkradio.nyc You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. To the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. Um, been talking today all about relationships and how to avoid the heartbreak that's normally associated with relationships. So I'm going through my three keys. I've already talked about the first key, presence. The second key, relationship with self. Third key, I'm going to give it to you now. So I mentioned briefly in the last segment about how important it, about how when we're in a relationship with another person, 
there's actually three entities involved. There's ourself, there's the other person, and there's the relationship, the entity of the relationship itself. And so I've talked a lot about how we show up in the relationship. There's one other key. There's one other thing that can really help us to show up in the best way possible so that we can have the best relationship possible. And that key is really, I call it non-attachment, but that's probably not the best word for it because whenever you have a relationship, there's some kind of attachment. Perhaps it's more about non-expectation or, uh, uh, or this just being open to what may come. Um, you see, when we have a relationship with another person, there's often a lot of expectations. There's this attachment to the other person has to be a certain way. And then the relationship has to look a certain way. And when we have those kinds of expectations, we tend to sort of get attached to this vision of what the relationship should look like, of the way the other person should be, of how it should all unfold and what should happen. And oftentimes that expectation is rarely fulfilled and is also not very close to reality, let me say. And it's a releasing to really avoid heartbreak, to really avoid having those challenges in relationships that we normally have. It's releasing those expectations. It's releasing the attachments we have to things being either the way we want or being a certain way, or it has to look like this, or it has to look like that. I mean, so often I've, I've coached people and I've, I've talked with friends and it's like they're, they're so torn up inside because the other person they're with, they're like, can't they just be like this? Why do they have to be like that? And, that, da, 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 da. and, and it's like they place so much importance and they're so attached to things being the way they want instead of the way they are. I... I one time heard, I believe it's a Buddhist expression, that suffering comes from not accepting the way things are. And so when we're being too attached to something being a certain way, we don't see that it's the way it actually is. Again, it, go, it kind of goes back to presence. But when we can learn to be non-attached, and when I say non-attached, what I mean is not holding the expectations that things have to go the way we want. It's more about being, as my friend Jennifer Huff likes to say, being curious on the adventure and using everything as an opportunity to learn about ourselves and the other person. You see, because when we're attached to things being a certain way, we're not open to the lessons that may come. And, and 
seeing what we can learn from it. And so when we can be not attached to things being the way we want, we can actually be present to the way they truly are. And when we're present to the way we truly are, we avoid the heartbreak because we can see things coming a mile away. Like then we know like, oh, this is really the person I want to be with. I love their mannerisms. I love their little quirks. I love, you know, so much about them. And we're in love with just the person they are without them having to be who we want them to be. And, you know, that's so important. So often there are these expectations, especially when it comes to our relationships to those closest to us, our, our children, our parents, our brothers and sisters, our, our, our closest relatives. There's such expectation put on of having to be a certain way when we can remove those expectations, when we can not be attached to them acting or showing up a certain way and be present to the way they're actually showing up and being, then we can truly uh, be free from the heartbreak that normally comes from expecting them to be the way we want them to be. And think about it. How, how often are there expectations on us for us to be a certain way that we're not? You see, it, it, like the old cliche goes, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. If we want to be treated a certain way, if we don't want these expectations put on us, if we don't want people to be so attached to like the way we're showing up, we've got to show up that way as well. And look, the relationship may not work out. And it may be painful and it may hurt a bit. But if we start with the perspective of this relationship might not last forever. Things might not go the way I want. I don't need to put everything on this person. I don't need to make so much meaning out of what's going on with this relationship. But I'm just going to be present for the moment, enjoy it, let it serve me, let it serve the other person. Then we can really have a relationship that, that can go so much deeper and we can learn so much about ourselves in the process and learn so much about the other person. It's not about the other person conforming to our every wish. It's about us naturally coming together. The way my wife likes to put it, it's like we're travelers on a path. And the path happens to come together and we walk along the path together while we're together. And then at some point in time, if that path diverges, then you know we go off in a different direction from that person and perhaps we meet someone else. Relationships today are more complicated than they've ever been before. They're more challenging to navigate. They're, they're 
they're more strenuous. We're in a time of, of much more stress than we've ever been before. But if we can really be present, if we can get the relationship right with ourselves, and if we cannot be attached with how this relationship looks and, and how the other person is showing up and just see them for truly who they are and how they're being, to me, those are the three keys to really having a relationship that serves us, that serves the other person, and truly can help us all to, to have a better life. Okay, so those are my three keys to having a relationship that uh, uh, doesn't uh, uh, come with heartbreak. Presence, our relationship with ourselves, and non-attachment. Thank you all for tuning in today. Um, uh, Sanaya, I'm so glad you enjoyed the show. Uh, uh, Patty and William, it's great. I'm glad you were with us. Hey, if you have any questions, if you have any perspectives, if there's a topic you want me to cover on my next show where I don't have a guest, please email me. You can always reach me at sam at theconsciousconsultant.com. Just Google Sam Leibowitz, you'll find me. And of course, if you missed any part of today's show, you can always catch the replay as it, when it's posted up on talkradio.nyc and we're all over all the podcasting platforms, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, Apple, uh, uh, Pandora, iHeartRadio. We're, we're literally the Conscious Consultant Hour is everywhere. And if you happen to come across a podcasting platform, we're not on it, let me know and I'll make sure we get on there soon. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you missed last week's show, we had a wonderful show uh, uh, with Katie McManus all about business. Um, take a listen to that. Next week, uh, I have a very special guest coming on. It's actually someone who's been on my show before because next week I am actually going to be taking the week off. So it's going to be a rerun, but it's going to be a really good replay and picking out the best show from the last couple of years. I think you're really going to like it. So uh, make sure you, you, you stay tuned next week. Same time, same place. Thank you all for tuning in. And we will talk to you next week. business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? 
Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Calling all pet lovers. Pet Avengers, assemble! On the Professionals and Animal Lovers show, we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. It mirrors that bond between pets and their owners. Through this program, we come together to learn, educate, and advocate. Join us live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. 